reminder, you can find the audio version of this show on iTunes. iTunes. Mama, we made it. What's up, everybody? We're back here. Double coverage with Jason McCourty and my sidekick, Devin McCourty. I'm not a sidekick. This This show's better than last week already because I got to open the show, so I'm excited. Dev talks a little bit too much, so this is not like a Batman and Robin thing. It's like... It can it's be. like the Avengers type of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, Avengers wasn't really on like what we were going to discuss today, but if it was Avengers. Like Captain America and Iron Man or something. Well, I'd, I'd like or I'd be Hulk or something. Yeah, I, well, if I'm if I'm Captain America, I'm running the show. I call the brute strength. No, nah, we just I mean. call you Cat, but that doesn't. Oh, I haven't seen the new Avengers yet. It's probably a big delay. No, I haven't either. I saw the uh, new Incredibles, though, and the new Transylvania 3. Didn't see either one of those. I watched. Take your uh, kids to the movies. I was just watching Secret Life of Pets upstairs, though. Awesome movie. Awesome movie. Daughter's favorite one. Yeah. That, that and Sing. Sing's awesome. Can you sing? A little bit. No, I don't think so. A little so. bit. Quick shout out to our partners, though Boston Medical Center, Next Step, and Embrace Kids Foundation. As you guys all know, we've come together to tackle sickle cell, and we're doing everything we can. More information at tacklesicklecell.org. We got something coming up, too, later on. In the season? Games. Games and? Casino night. Oh, your first yeah, time in Boston. First time, Monday, October 22nd. Can you don't don't ruin it? It's an awesome night. Anybody. Where is it at? It's at uh, Royale in Boston. Okay. Um, right off Tremont Street. Awesome night. I, I mean. Know, I've seen clips of it. Yeah, but you haven't experienced it. Yeah, I've Usually heard about myself it. myself and Deron Harmon, we handled a live auction. Well, dude's kicked to the curb this year, a live auction. No, we thing. can't just kick dude to the curb. We all three can do it. That, yeah. That'll be awesome. Dude might want to get out of it. Dude's been pretty angry with people calling him a McCordy <laughs> twin, so he might not want to join. But like you said, October 22nd, uh, TackleSickleCell.org. Um, more information there if you want to sponsor, if you want to just come hang out. We'll have so many, so many cool prizes. Um, I'll just go ahead and say Bill Belichick signed hoodie has been very, very special. Very and that popular. obviously in the, in the Brady jersey. Without a doubt. I mean, they gave Always. away a locker this year. That was... As have, you guys know, double coverage with the McCourty Twins. We'll be talking about football. We're talking about our lives, just behind the scenes of everything that we go through uh, on days on, days at work, days off, a Tuesday, whatever the case may be. So you can good, fi- you can find this audio on iTunes. You can also find Mama. We made it. You can find Mama, the video, we made it. The video version you on YouTube. Spoil. You can't just say we, you can get on iTunes. You got like that. Just search double coverage with the McCordy twins. Oh, that's YouTube. I'm sorry, I cut them off. The yeah. videos on YouTube. The videos on YouTube. Yeah, I cut you off. I the audios on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. We are mama. Mama, we made it. My bad. Just search double coverage My with McCordy twins, and, and we're there. So, Dev, I mean, what you got for me today? Should we start what's going on in group chat? What you got going on in your group chats? You got a lot of group chats going on? I always got a lot of group chats going on. Probably the, the key group chat I have is with the wives. Um, but we, I guess this was, this probably hit all group chats. What are you trying to get? Brownie points? Why not? This this topic hit all group chats, though. The stuff. wives. That's the most Didn't it? Look, right there. Hit all group chats. It definitely did. Man, um, finished our nine class. Yeah, definitely. Um, Vontae Davis, retirement at halftime. Uh, fellow cornerback that got drafted in 2009, myself in year 10. Vontae, uh, in the beginnings of year 10, uh, decided that um, at halftime that he was, that was it. He was Before, he before was we dive it. into that, you coming into year 10 now, how exactly does the offseason go? Like, is it, I'm definitely playing, no questions, get to training, do what I need to do. Um, obviously, this year was different. You got released slash traded. So, up in the air, like let people know how it feels like going into year 10, playing the cornerback position, a lot of running, uh, hard on your body. I don't know if everyone, I think people think as you play football, you just wake up or the season ends, you're like, all right, take time off or get right back. How exactly does that go? You know, that's a very good point. You know, um, the ups and downs in this league, uh, mentally, it's a lot going on. Just for myself, playing my first eight years in Tennessee and then getting released um, late in the offseason, free agency was done. It was about 10 days um, before the draft and that mystery of not knowing where you're going to be. There's probably been multiple times since 
I was cut by Tennessee to this point where retirement has crossed my mind of just uh, you're in a place financially where you're comfortable and you, you, you start to get older. You know you're not the same player you used to be. You still know I can definitely go out there and compete and I can go out there and make a difference. But at the same time, I'm not what I used to be. There's some other things that have gone on in life that I may want to start to explore and see what's going on. And uh, those thoughts take place. You know, uh, at that time, I had been in Tennessee the whole time, didn't know if I wanted to move, mm -hmm. didn't know if I wanted to work about putting the kids in new school having my wife get acclimated then getting to cleveland um just going through that whole process of now it's brand new teammates a brand new area um and coming off a one-win season yeah you, cleveland. you know um a lot of different factors and you're going i remember getting there today the we had to report for training camp and i'm texting my wife like i don't know if i want to do this like really it's, it's just a different feeling you i don't know think i, I mean? knew that yes it, 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 it's, it's different i remember talking to um a guy i played with michael griffin uh, we played together in Tennessee for seven years, and the year before, he had been released in Tennessee, and he went through that process of he signed with Minnesota and ended up in Carolina and playing um, his last season there in Carolina. And I remember he said to me, um, as long as we played for Tennessee, no matter what team you go for, go to, you'll never feel like you're one of them. You'll never feel like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm a Cleveland Brown or, so hey, I'm a not, New England Patriot. Do you not Patriot. feel like you're a Patriot? No, I'm a Patriot. Man. Okay, I'm dang, definitely a you Patriot. almost lost us. We almost kicked you off the show there. Nah, right? you know, but... From just from a mental aspect and a lot goes through it and uh, I think um, probably for a guy like Vontae there's there's all sides of the situation you know as a player I think your initial reaction is you see it and you get out of the game you're like man he really he really retired at halftime yeah. and it's just like you got your teammates you got everybody that's counting on you you're counting on them and it's just like in the middle of the game it's tough and um I think me and me and Melissa, my wife, talked about it a lot uh, yesterday. And I mean, we talked about it over dinner. Yeah, we had a group. Uh, yeah, a little double date last night. So um, I think, and you know, I do. I think that's very interesting to just see that. Um, I think, especially, I think both of us knowing Lorenzo Alexander and seeing his comments after the game, it's, to me, it's just a tough situation. It's kind of like no winners uh, from either side, just because you know you know, how much time and effort goes in yeah. for everybody, all teammates, even Vontae. I mean, he put yeah. time and effort to be there. Um, so it was very interesting, I think, over the last uh, day, I guess day and a half now, just seeing everyone's reactions on TV shows, podcasts, radio, uh, everyone talking about it. But I do think that, I, I mean, like you said, you're not the same guy you used to be. I think he was 30. I mean, we're 31. So all that goes through your head and i thought your wife had a good point you never know what someone's going through um of trying to play this game so even you know he probably came out maybe feeling good yeah. sunday and then you go out there and um i thought it was interesting hearing shannon sharp said maybe it is better maybe you don't you know you don't want a guy on the sideline that doesn't want to be there so so many different sides to this story it's like uh you can't really figure out but i i do think people can have strong opinions on this one though without a doubt and like you said you know all the all that goes into the game in the NFL from a mental standpoint of he was inactive the first week of just what's next and yeah. I think um I listened to somebody who was talking about just what has transpired for him over the last year you know he was in Indianapolis where he played some really really good football I remember seeing him twice a year in that yeah. division a pro bowl 14 uh, and 15 I believe yeah pro bowl uh cornerback in our league and um ends up getting injured and gets released and I remember watching him last year in Indy and you can tell like he was hurt he was he was out there and he was just trying to compete for his guys and then you get released and you sign in Buffalo and you're still coming off that injury and probably throughout the spring is not it doesn't really ramp up for us and mm -hmm. probably throughout training camp as a 10-year vet of just um coming back off that injury probably easing them back into the flow of things and then next thing you know the season starts and you're inactive game one he probably can't remember the last time he was when inactive. he was ever inactive as yeah. a healthy player and but that goes even i listened to uh joe thomas on his podcast um where he talked about you know the first time he kind of sat down on his couch and he just watched football and just talking about why he retired, he said he just didn't feel like he could practice anymore. He couldn't play anymore physically. He just felt like he didn't have it. Like he couldn't go out there and do what he's done his whole career that goes into preparing. I think sometimes people think that means only playing in the game. Uh, but each guy's different. You know, what they do to prepare in the offseason, during the season, on a Tuesday to off day. So every guy's different. And he said he felt like that the norms that he did, he could no longer do. And mm -hmm. he said he didn't want to go play the game 
knowing he couldn't do what he usually does to prepare and play in the game. And I think you got to respect that. Yeah, without a doubt. And, I mean, you got to give him some courage. You know, you got to give him some credit for that, yeah. the courage of, of doing it at halftime. I think – How would you do it at halftime? What would you – would you uh, you know – Would you take off the pads as the team running out, dap everybody up like, man, I'm well, done? Well, you can't. You can't. Would you – like, well, you, how would you do it? You, you can't dap everybody up. What I, you mean? Now he's still – those his guys. Is yeah, but, I mean, there, there's going to be guys that are sitting in that locker room. They're not trying to hear that. We got yeah. a game that we're going out there and competing. So you're not, you're not the dap up type. I mean, I just break if, it down. If, no, if, if if you're going on at halftime, you just one of them things you've ever seen that meme in The Simpsons where he just fades back into the bushes <laughs> as the bushes close. That's one of them cases where you just kind of fade into the dark and you just get up out of there. But I think, I mean, as you as you read kind of the stuff he said, and I think some people will look at it and say like, why not just finish the season? Why not just get paid and just finish it out? Because that you, is an argument. I mean, I, he could have just kept getting. I don't know what he was making this yeah, year. Yeah, could have just kept getting. Could have got his salary. Not really. Could have made up effort, an injury. He could have did doubt. anything. And but I think when you think about it, how hard is a Wednesday for you going into work? You going in the morning and the meetings of preparing for the upcoming opponent. This week we have Detroit, and we'll start at seven seven forty five, and from eight o'clock until what one o'clock. Is all meetings mm -hmm. of talking about Shannon every single thing. Shannon Sharp said that he only retired because he didn't want to go to meetings anymore. So, and it's like you think about that that grind of what it takes every week, and it's just like you look at him. If you didn't have it anymore, the stuff that, that you're sacrificing, he talked about to be able to just say, "I'm just gonna go to work. I'm just gonna go make money." And I know the argument can be brought up that there's a lot of people out there that are just working to make ends meet, and they don't like their jobs, but you have a family to support. And I think in his case, he's, in his case, he's been blessed that he's made a lot of money playing this game, and he's he fortunate enough family. that he has a decision where financially he can support his family. So just from a mental and spiritual standpoint, do I want to continue to play this game? And obviously, you know, he didn't. I think. As a player in this league, I would have liked to see him finish that game. I think even for himself, I think you come in there at halftime and you go through that realization. You're just like, I can't, I, I can't run with these boys out here no more. Yeah. You know, I'm 30. We got 23 year olds <laughs> running circles around me. I, I can't do it anymore. Of just looking in that locker room, taking in that atmosphere, and saying to yourself like. It's probably the last time I'm going to be in this locker yeah. room. It's the last time I'm about to go on the sideline for halftime. Let me just go enjoy it. Yeah, you that's know? tough. I mean, we I think we talked about that uh, for a long time. Just how do you go about that? And like I said earlier, there's no right way. Um, but I, I do think you can't really go out there half-stepping. I, I mean, that's I true. get your that's point. That's injuries happen. You know, I get your point and then just finish the game. Um, but I think that's very easy said than done good point um it's very tough i think for a player to go out there uh and just say you know i'll make it through i'll, I'll try hard i'll fight i think that's that's something that sounds good as we sit here and we say it mm -hmm. um but i think every game you've played and you've probably been fully into it and enjoyed it um and you know like i i, I gotta do this like this is what i love to do and i think for him just wasn't there and you gotta respect it, you gotta move on um, but I think that is tough if you play in Buffalo. You know, you come out, you're in a game, you're losing your second game so far, and uh, maybe I don't a think guy had that many corners on. active either. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very tough situation. Um, but as I've seen before, adversity, any team, any type of adversity, sometimes pulls you together. Hopefully. Um, they're not rocking on all cylinders when we play them twice a year this year. So there's one thing about this league, though, it doesn't stop for anybody. Yeah, very true. That and game didn't stop at halftime. Huh? Yeah, you know they they release you, cut you, trade you, whatever the case may be, and don't and don't blink or stop to think about but it. But the, the the one thing I will say, I hope people do remember Vontae. You know what I mean? As a player, mm -hmm. what he's done in the league, playing ten years really, in this really league good. is not really, easy. Really so good NFL to do that, I think uh, is he accomplished something that's not easy. And then obviously coming in as a brother, older brother, uh, Vernon, who's obviously had a great career as a tight end. Um, but I think that's tough. Hopefully people don't remember him by yeah, just this single act. Not only good players, a good person too. Yeah, good dude. I've talked to a bunch of times. It made me actually think back to the Hard Knocks episode <laughs> where he, uh, they bring him in he'll, the office. He'll always be legendary yeah, for that. So he gets traded. I don't think this will overtake. And mid-conversation was like, man, I got to call my grandma. I don't think it'll overtake. And, but that, you know what? That was like a good a good look into how to real that is. Yeah, that's like, true. What, how do you react when you get... You, I, think, I don't know if he was cut or traded. Was traded, but yeah. you're playing a team that drafted you. He's a high, I think it was 25th. Yeah, end of the first round draft pick. You're, 
you're thinking yeah. I'm here for the next 10 at years. Least, yeah, at and, least five. Yeah, and the next thing you know, you come into the office, have a meeting, and you're just thinking, all right, cool, let's, 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 let's talk. see what's up. <laughs> and it's just like, nah, we're sending you to Indianapolis. And I think that's just, you think about we come into the league, you're 21, yeah. you may not be used to those type of that's adversity, true. those type of things. You've always had a mom, a grandma, a dad, an uncle, whoever. A coach. That's, that's been big in helping you make those decisions as far as when you go to school, where am I going to be living? Where am I moving to? And then you get traded. You have no, you have no choice in that. Yeah. When you get traded. That's very true. Talk, you said tough decision, tough. How about how about Sunday? That was tough. That was definitely tough. You know, not our best showing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think uh, it's always interesting. I think to play here now, my ninth year, you always know um, with playing here. Obviously, great atmosphere, a lot of wins, not just for the uh, Patriots, but in the whole uh, New England area. Mm -hmm. So every time you do lose a game, it is a big deal. I think it's because of the high expectations. Obviously, the hype for this game was through the roof of rematch of the AFC Championship. Um, but I, I think it always lets you know and it humbles you like, hey, this is 16-game season. You don't come to play and. I won't say just come to play as far as mentally, but come to play well and go out there and execute. You'll lose in this league. And in when you play a good team, you'll lose bad. And I know, I think all of us as players probably feel like the the score didn't even really indicate, you know, how we felt. You know, uh, to me, it seemed like really the score looked well. closer and mm -hmm. really felt like they dominated the game. And we had some good spurts in there, but uh, definitely not the way uh, we wanted to go out there and play, I think, for a tough conference game on the road uh, against a very good football team no I, I would definitely agree you know um very it was it was the uh the elements of a road game you know yeah, going yeah, to had all of it. it was hot i, I think I, I know it to myself I'm, I'm always excited when you you're playing in one of those stadiums where you're on the bus ride on your way to the game and you're looking out the window and everybody's out there tailgating because you know you've played at some places where it's not as ramped up some mm -hmm. games aren't some games are and um you're riding up and everybody's sticking their finger up to the to the bus and that's always excited me i think ever since college when we used to play like pitt and west, west virginia, virginia yeah, you'd always get that and it's just like there's role games in the NFL not every place you go to play in but I think it'll be different for me this year I think um, playing here it's, it's a situation where probably everywhere you go <laughs> you're going to get somebody sticking their finger up to you and that always kind of as I'm riding it it always makes me laugh because it's just like you have that fan that's out there and they're rooting for their team they're diehard they don't care about anything else and you don't even know who you're sticking but your you middle finger up to you on gotta the bus. love it I mean they're all searching for Brady you know sitting on bus three sometimes but the windows are when we, tinted when we used just to ride like... in the games Brady sometimes being like the first or the second seat and I'd be up there too and you could see people like middle fingers and they're like oh you know you're gonna lose and then their eyes would see through the front window like Tom Brady and it was like no more middle finger it'd be like <laughs> tapping somebody time like so as much <laughs> as they would hate us um they would see him and then or the funny the best person who used to sit up there used to be Vince Wilford because he used to be trying to like intimidate or like yell at people through the bus window and i'm like v they can't hear you <laughs> but he would try to get a reaction out of people too or like sometimes we played um in a tough road game and we won and let's say it was a nail biter at the end mm -hmm. so like fans would be outside our bus angry as we're leaving vince would be in the front smiling ear to ear waving as we leave so uh like you said always great i've always enjoyed to see fans really into it for their team um i think it's I, I hate it when we go to away games um, and like sometimes and the they'll be like Brady, yeah. Brady and I'm like you know it's cool for us on the road but I'm like man you go to a, a game and you know I, I've been like I've, mommy I've been is, on the other end of that you know like mommy people can't come here uh, and mm -hmm. say they're coming for us and then we're the other team mommy be like get out of this section go go up there so I, I do think when it's the home team you got to ride for the home team. I mean, if you're going to cheer for the, the away team, don't cheer until like the end of the third quarter if it looks like the game's over. Then you can switch sides, get no, your new t-shirt. That's true. What, are, what, are, what is the craziest stadium you've played in as far as away game, you know, taking Gillette out of it, but just going on the road? I would say the loudest was Kansas City 2014. That was a primetime game, right? Yeah, Monday, Monday night. night. Killed us. Um, but I would say on the regular, no matter what, Seattle, Buffalo. Oh. We go to Buffalo. Usually, it's a 1 p.m. game, and it's like, oh, it's Buffalo. When we go Bills up there, mafia, there is tables. Not one Patriot fan <laughs> in sight, and I mean, um, they've thrown is it the they've thrown sexual objects on the field. 
Um, but it's just the atmosphere. You know, you go on barstool sports on yes, like Instagram, and yes. people are jumping off buses on tables. I'm telling you, as you ride in, it's like they're all doing their own thing, grilling. And as they see the buses come in, it's like they turn around and mouthing uh, the internet, you, the internet thugs come you. out. They are going crazy. It's almost like if they open the bus. Bill's Mafia will come on our bus and try to <laughs> beat all of us up before we can make it inside the locker room. So I've always said that one of the stadiums that people don't talk about, but I don't know if it's because it's a division game, but it's always been tough when we go to this Buffalo. And I don't care what time uh, we play them. It doesn't have to be Thursday night or Monday night or it's a primetime game. Like They're ready to go. And they're trying. They're trying to make sure they will their team to beat us. So I've always loved that rivalry. Seattle's been always loud to me when we go there. I've we, only played there once. We don't have. We don't have a. I've never had a rivalry type game versus them. But I mean, it's just. I mean, with the twelve, they do that. Yeah. It's just loud as all get out. I just remember yelling to my teammates on the sideline, trying to communicate That's what just happened. Was that Arrowhead is like that too. That's how we was played that them. Night. 2014. It was opening day. Had two interceptions that game too. We won that game. No, we're not trying. But, to, we're um, not trying to stroll down memory lane. Yeah, you, I know. But, would you say you're not the guy you used to be? Yeah, I, I was, you you took the words I was so just about to, to say. We don't need to hear about open up the segment at 31. Sometimes you got to flash back to your cornerback days good. at 25. Sometimes you throw on a clip and be like, "Man, I was pretty good." You know what I mean? I'm still hanging in there, but I was pretty good. You know what I mean? So sometimes you got to just do that. So I mean, around the league, anything else going on? I mean, should we state the obvious? I mean, you could give the uh, the Patriot fans, I'm yeah. sure, are happy. You could give like the stone face, and we're just like, we're not talking about. We this. don't know what happened. Nah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm on to Detroit. Well, I'm I'm gonna be the inter the interviewee. And what do you, what do you think about uh, adding a player with the talent of a guy like Josh Gordon to the Patriots? I thought you were gonna be the interviewee. Are you the interviewer? Which one? I'm the interviewer. I'm sorry. All right. Because I thought no, I had to ask That's why you have a twin brother, to uh-huh. help you out, to pull you up when you're falling down. I, I push you forward when you're moving backwards. The more you talk, the worse the show gets. So <laughs> um, I think it'd be great. I, obviously, uh, an extremely talented guy. We played him in 13. I think he finished, I think he finished with over 100 yards at an 80-yard touchdown. That's um, all clips of you chasing on that play. I mean, I was closing, but Buddy can run a little bit. Okay. So I didn't catch him, but I was running. Um, I mean, now he's like 26. I'm 31. It's flipped. So, um, <laughs> But I, I think he'll definitely help us out. Um, I think it's exciting. I know every time we get a player here, it's like a huge story. And then obviously uh, with some of the things Josh Gordon has gone through, people are going to throw out all kind of things. So um, I'm excited to, to get him there. I know we have a great group of guys in the locker room. So I think that's always a plus, uh, even when you came in and you've been a captain before, you've been a leader. But I think even coming in our locker room, you see like we have great guys in there. And it's not to take anything away from you, but it's uh, I'm always excited when we get guys in to see the type of men we have in our locker room um, and how they carry themselves and all those things. So um, I think our locker room will be a great fit for him and uh, help him out with whatever he needs. I think as you learn that's what it's all about for us you know whether it's kids birthday parties on weekends or yeah um just talking to each other about life and, and being the husbands and fathers yeah i think that's very true and obviously i got a chance to play um in the same locker room with him last year being in cleveland and um for me i mean he showed up to work on time every day um obviously from a talent standpoint i remember the first week he came back um, he couldn't play that week, so he was a scout team receiver getting mm-hmm. ready to play uh, Cincinnati. And that game, I was matched up to follow A.J. Green around the oh, field. Oh, I've seen and, those clips. Yeah, I, I, I remember I sent you a clip. Good thing that of, wasn't uh, the game. They threw a fade up, and he, he caught the ball right on top of my helmet uh, like it was nothing and kept it going. And uh, like you said, an immensely talented guy. And um, he was he was a joy to be around last year. Um, just seemed like he was eager and ready to put the pass behind him and move forward um, in his career. So it will be exciting. Um, to see, you know, what role he can carve out here. And um, I, I, I think he's just looking forward to playing football, um, an opportunity to play uh, with some other talented players on offense. Um, so I think that's the most important thing. Some other talented players on offense. Well, the GOAT, I mean, obviously. Do we, do we, have, like do we have to mention him? Obviously, you know. Some so uh, I'm, I'm excited for him. I think he's a player that can help. And I think 
not only him, just you look across the league, like this happens all the time. Guys That's have true. to pick up whether it's free agency, whether you're released, whether you're traded. You pick up from where you were and you go to another team and you have to get acclimated. You have to learn their new system. The whole nine. I mean, Khalil Mack had to go from did, – did he think that he wasn't going to be playing in Oakland this season off the career that he's had? No, you, you think you're going to be there the it's next year. you know, true. Something speaking happens. Of, speaking and, of Khalil Mack, don't you, you – where was those – the stats from group chat. Do you have that? Oh, man. You should. You're talking about um, what he's done now compared to um, what the uh, Oakland Raiders have done so far in the season with his um, interception, his touchdown. I think he has, what does he have, two sacks? One yeah, sack? I thought I had it right here, but no, I don't know where yeah, it is. Just, uh, you, you, gotta, you don't prepare for this stuff? You're supposed, mean, to have, you're supposed to have just tabs. They say this, this stuff, is a point of like a this podcast stuff, why this it's stuff fun. just pulled up. Because it's very but, informal. You let the people live what you hear. <laughs> That's why we're like but in I my think, basement. I, I think a good point of just talking about is just like you see a guy like Khalil Matt that you end up on a team. You get drafted by Oakland and you do everything in your power. Oh, oh, I found it. Khalil Mack has two sacks. Oakland has two sacks. Khalil Mack has two forced fumbles. Oakland has one. He has one interception. Oakland has one interception. He has a fumble recovery. They don't have a fumble recovery. He has one touchdown. They don't have a touchdown. Their Is this a big deal, defense. though? Like, we know Khalil Mack was an animal. Like, Without we all, like, I mean, it's not surprising. No, I mean, it's not. But I think it's like when you see the stats, it's rough because it's just like he could be doing this for us. So it's just like if you're a guy in that locker room, it's just like, man. Did Oakland I, win Sunday, though? I have no idea. Dang. Hold on. Let's Google it. I don't believe so, though. But regardless of that, you're a guy in the locker room. He's a guy oh, who's coming. He does things the right way. He plays good football on Sunday. And that equates to a team rewarding you with another contract. So when it doesn't happen. You can't happen, say regardless if they won. I mean, isn't that why we were playing? Yeah, I'm just, but that's not, that wasn't the topic at hand. That's you changing the subject. But it's just like, you want to see a guy like that. Now, if you're on the team, you're like, if I do what I'm supposed to do, why am I not going to get paid? Why is it? Then you watch them go to a team like Chicago, and then they've been on primetime the last two weeks, so everybody's watching their games, and he's just dominating. You know what they I mean? They lost by one point to Denver. Tough game, you know? But maybe a, a strip sack touchdown interception maybe that helps and it makes you win by a point but you know that's that's one of the tough things of just dealing yeah, dude, with that dude, of it's just like it. man but I, at the end of the day that's our business you know sometimes a guy gets paid sometimes you got to go elsewhere and i think the one cool thing is you make bonds you make friendships and in the off season you catch up with guys you go on vacations you train with guys and you still continue to keep those bonds but at the end of the day you have to make decisions that are best for your family the decision obviously was made for him mm -hmm. of being traded but able to get to that second contract hey, is huge he looks happy though does look happy who wouldn't be out you know what we forgot to mention shout out khalil mack i seen the two, thing that came star. out two star so they khalil actually mack, said hopefully khalil mack sees this fellow two star guys well but, he might have been two and a half i was i was a i was like a one and a half they I gave was, me they gave me the other half of the uh, so they star said, once they, I, they said that's kind of what happened to him Buffalo was his only Division One scholarship. Rutgers was my only Division One, and it, it could have been one of the situations like yours. You were zero stars. Then when you committed to Rutgers, so I'm saying it automatically get, gave you two you stars. Forty. Let me just get seventy-five. Just because our stories are similar. Why is Why is it got to be about football? It's because that's what it's similar. about. That's our stories business. are similar. Chicago, bring me in. I just want to bond with Khalil Mack. Give me half. That's all I need. But but at the same time, your Can story, your story coming out of high school, you, I was more heavily recruited. It's not like I'm I sure me and Khalil Mack feel the same. Sometimes people don't know how to evaluate talent, and they make mistakes. That's how I feel about the NFL draft. How like two hundred third pick? I think that was pretty accurate. I watched you in college. Some guys are just, you know. Added at at 203rd pick. Out of 202 players that got drafted before me, there's not a lot of them still playing. So, yeah, But I'm, that doesn't mean you you wasn't drafting the right position. Of, of about a just year. Just long last. I think every year after the draft, they do like them articles where it's like they redo 
the first round of just like of how things played out. Yeah, you didn't sneak into the first round. You this probably somewhere on the internet. You can Google it. Was you in it? You don't forget that. Without a doubt, I was in it. From your rookie year, you started three games. Well, maybe it wasn't. It was maybe oh, after right. the, like year five. Yeah, yeah I think it might have been after like rookie con. Like after like your wave, you come in your rookie. You yeah, get, I mean, there's some guys that got contract. hurt. Some guys that didn't make it to second contract. I, I mean, and there's a lot of guys drafted in the two hundreds that don't make it. Period. Valid, valid. But back to me and Khalil Mack, my long lost. He doesn't know you. My long lost twin brother. Um, he went to Buffalo. I went to Rutgers. Um, back in the day, it would be really easy to say Rutgers would kill Buffalo. Rutgers plays Buffalo this weekend. Khalil Mack didn't have a twin brother that got him into school, though. Can you explain this false story to people? So coming out, I was... I Actually, was, I'll well, tell the people. Coming out, uh, Greg Shiano, shout out Coach Shiano, defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Um was the head coach of Rutgers and made a terrible decision. I was more heavily recruited coming out of high school. Made a terrible decision and had Boston College, Rutgers. I had like maybe five. He schools. offered Jason in October, uh, which I, I mean I was cool with, but he didn't offer me. Mistake one. Um, and for some reason, just didn't see it. Didn't see the talent. Didn't at all. Um, and Jay did whatever he did that year. I guess he had a decent year. Then he finished with like the highest uh, yards per carry in school history. He's probably snapped by now. Graduating in 05. Damn, that's a long time ago. Um, <laughs> and Shiano decided not to offer me, but then he said that I could go um, on the official visit. And that was pretty cool because so Boston, I tagged you along. Boston College visit. came uh, to a house visit and they said I couldn't even sit in the living room. That was so Coach O'Brien, Tom yeah. O'Brien. So uh, I didn't I didn't forget that Coach O'Brien, and that's why um, that was crazy though. That night he came to the house and yeah, you man, sat. I could have helped. I could have helped BC. Yeah, without Dang. a doubt. Without a doubt. Anyway, back to the story. Uh, I, see, I can't I can't diss Boston College because um, until Rutgers gets back on the winning streak, I got to like I need some wins. So Boston College <laughs> is doing all right now. So shout out to BC Eagles. But anyway, but now Rutgers we coming back. Buffalo uh, beating Buffalo this week will be big. I guess it's an upset too. We're underdogs. I keep that. We're gonna be an underdog every um, game the rest of the season. Uh, Just uh, lost to Kansas. Let me get back. To, let me get back to my story. So um, Rutgers decides to bring me in on an official visit, and um, I go sit down with Shannon Sunday, last day of the official visit. And he says we want to offer you a scholarship. So I leave like I'm telling my mom there. I ain't going there. I, they didn't want to offer me. I, I said I didn't even that didn't even feel real. They only offered he was he was upset that he felt they only offered him to try to convince me to Which commit to Which was silly cuz I was better. So my mom my mom told me she said sometimes you got to go and get in how you get in and then show what, what you, you do got. from there is on you. So then another mistake was made cuz they started me out as six team safety. And he's, six string? Yeah, I was six string. Um, and I remember our DB room, you had to sit and roll. Yeah, down. I was all the way in the back. We get you the couldn't picture. even see the, the picture. You couldn't even see the dry erase board. We get the picture. There. We get the picture. Okay. And he ends up playing a little bit and goes to show you Rutgers winning season, first bowl game since like 76, but they lose. I didn't play a snap all season. Fast forward to the next year. I play as a redshirt freshman, two interceptions. You weren't playing. Play. Remember, you weren't. You were about to transfer that year. Yeah, you know how everybody plays. Someone had to get hurt. You sprained your ankle. I'm just saying. I didn't in, take your spot. I took somebody else's I'm just spot. saying in general, that training camp going through. It was through, a lot of bad coaching. Yeah. I know. We already said that. You played really well that spring. A lot of bad coaching while I wasn't playing. But then I got on the field. And then I, got, I think I won Sporting News. uh I might have only been an honorable mention, freshman All American. Yeah, something like that. But I was a little advanced because I was a redshirt, so but I'll take it how you get it. Nah, you, know? you play, you, you did your thing. It was a big deal, you know. And then you fast forward a couple years later, Devin McCourty. I shouldn't have redshirted. Devin McCourty, first round pick. Jason McCourty, sixth round pick. Safe to say. I should have redshirted. Safe to say. Bad coaching equals following stars. Great coaching sometimes <laughs> just smacks you in the face. Yeah. As Bill would say. Players win games, coaches lose them. That all sounds good, but who won this weekend? I took over that. I took over that. Who, who that won this job. weekend? Not us. Who won the weekend? Uh, Fitz Magic. Magic. Do not call him Fitzpatrick. He is now considered Fitz Magic. Uh, I got a chance to play with Fitz uh, down in Tennessee. Awesome, awesome guy, man. Uh, just his passion for the game. Um, how he was, how he approached practice every day. He just had a lot of fun. Side note, side note. You know your phone doesn't pick up on my face for face recognition? All right, go ahead. Just side note. 
you can't miss Fitz, Fitz Magic right now without his post game attire. Fresh. That I is. mean, I would say. What do the young kids call it now? Drip. Oh, it's drip. Swag, drip, all that stuff. He took all D-Jack's gear. He did, but he, I mean, he, I mean, he's sporting it. A little Conor McGregor yeah. feel to it. Had to uh, had the taco meat out with a the lot, chest a hair. Lot of taco meat right there, man. But I mean, is he's doing it? Is, back to back weeks does he have right now? I'm not sure, but back to back weeks of he was. And I've seen a lot of Fitzpatrick. Then we talked about him last week too, didn't we? Yeah, he's winning weekends. Of, dang, let's but, talk about. Let, all right, but, let's just say a couple names on air. So, like, I mean, we mentioned Fitzpatrick. He went and killed again. Mm-hmm. Uh, who we want to throw out there? Let's throw we out. already mentioned Josh Gordon. James White. Mm-hmm. James White. Um, My dog, Jersey's Finest. Chris Hogan. Just yeah. to throw it out there. Yeah, just, just, just in case put, we're like a good luck Yeah, trial. Philip Dorsett. Just to put some good stuff in the air. I mean, we're going to need man. this, too. How about Patriots defense? Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody. Yeah, all 11. we <laughs> need that. Who lost the weekend? Lynn Re- yeah, Reading. You need to read Redding. right from there. A Texas superintendent posted his criticism of Deshaun Watson on the Houston Chronicle Facebook page after the Texans lost to the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. That may have been the most inept quote. That may have been the most inept quarterback decision I've ever seen in the NFL, he said of the former Clemson star. When you need precision decision makings, you can't count on a black quarterback. I think I think they said his intent was to, I guess, send this as a message or something. Has he been fired yet? I don't know. Or something on Facebook and accidentally posted it to the public. You you talk about just a bad day. like, And I'm assuming <laughs> on Sundays he's off. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to take that assumption. On a, on a Sunday afternoon, he doesn't have to be at work. School superintendent, kids aren't in school on Sundays. He's at home. He's catching a little Houston Texans football. His favorite team, probably. Without a doubt. He's from Texas. You know, he's watching them. Um, and he's rooting for those guys. And I think um, the last play of the game, Deshaun Watson throws the ball to uh, Hopkins and he's tackled in bounds. No time. Time runs out. Game's mm-hmm. over. He's, he's devastated. Hey, when that happens, I guess they say now, blame the black quarterback. You ever seen the movie Friday? Yeah. He got fired. He gonna get fired on his day off. He get fired on his day off because of social media. But then he—I mean, I read the article. But then he tried to say it wasn't a racial thing. He was merely going off the statistics that he has seen over the black quarterback through the so history now, of the so NFL. So now he—he's—he's he's the analytical guy. He has—he—he he said he's just reading the stats, man. The guy's a superintendent. I'm sure he's used to going over the paperwork. He looks at all the files on the kids. I mean, I'm sure he just goes off the numbers, what he sees. Well, I wonder. I don't know what numbers he'll be going off next weekend, but he'll probably be watching the Houston Texans from a totally different approach that he had this weekend. Maybe not. Let's see if breaking news on him. But, I mean, these things happen, and it's just it's amazing to me because last year Deshaun Watson, any Houston fan, was saying he was gonna, he's the MVP of the season. The guy, you know, 0-2 right now. It's very, really early in the season, but you lose a game, and now – he just can't make any of the right decisions. So it was just amazing uh, to me. They turn on you quick. Yeah, How, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? But it just goes, I mean, as NFL, it's just professional athletes in general. I love to um, show, uh, I don't. I can't think of who show it is, but it's a nighttime show where they have athletes come on and they're reading their mentions. Um, of, of different, is that Fallon or Kimmel? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I it's Jimmy Kimmel. And they're reading the tweets that they've gotten. And it's amazing. Like, even for us, you go on after you lose a game and you read stuff. I think somebody even said the McCoury Twins need to retire like Vontae Davis did. I actually got Ouch. a chuckle out of that. I thought that was pretty clever, you know, timing. You got to get... Like you gotta give people credit. You come up with something good like that. Quite a bit of death threats in the New England secondary. Yeah, that's, you don't you don't play well. That's 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 what it boils down to. So, oh, do we see this though? What do you think, my man Lynn did the next day today? What do you think he did? He he probably said he got hacked. That's what I would have did. Nah, I one totally, of my students hacked me. I totally regret it. Why do why do we always get that? We can't we can't post on social media and then apologize. It's, it's too, late. too late. It's too late. You meant it. You said it. Own it. How dog, my dog Lynn, he just needs to get better at technology, man. You, when you want to send a private message, you can't send it to, 
How Come many on. how many guys have gotten caught up with that? Stop, don't be sexist, man. How many men and women have gotten caught Damn. up? Screenshots and screenshots of the wrong person. Text the wrong message. Wanted to send a DM and you post it on the I, page. I guarantee Lynn will be on uh, the Breakfast Club tomorrow. For donkey, donkey of the day. He's got to get it. He better be at Apple and take a course. They do them classes where they teach you how they, to use stuff. They'll teach him how to use Facebook a little bit better. They're not doing that. He should just call up Mark. Good luck with that. That was a good uh, movie. What was the name of that movie again? Facebook. What was it called Facebook? Wow. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg. Off day duties. Today's Tuesday. Off day duties. What you what you did today? Started at seven a.m. I hate seven a.m. Wake up when we're off. Brutal. Um, Got to drop the kids off daycare. But I do like I do like. Well, drop off's not fun though. Oh. I would rather just do pickup. Oh. Um, but today's not bad. I sat on the back seat. We had a little Sesame Street on. Uh, they say don't don't wa don't let them watch movies for drop off. It makes it harder. They're attached. They want to watch the TV. You know it was brutal. My wife gave me no instructions for drop off. Yeah, you pulled. I into pulled the in the wrong, wrong way. way. Um, the other last time I went, I didn't have her bag that she needed. Yeah, you I need a little bag. I sat in the back seat with her, so she really went crazy when drop. But it's came. awesome. So like, I dropped. We drop. I drop off Monday and Tuesday because we don't have to go until later. So Monday is obviously just our oldest goes to kindergarten. Liana. So all the kids, I take them all, and we all do drop off. So my youngest Kai does daycare there with your oldest low two days a week tuesdays and thursdays so monday's not her day to go so obviously she's one she doesn't know the days of the week she doesn't, she doesn't understand it so she's in the car she's watching the movie she's having a good time i thought you said don't let them watch a movie yeah something. i know but i was telling you that that's what they tell you but they unlock the door and they come in and they they take the kids out the car which is awesome dropping them off in the class a lot harder i've been down that road so they come and they get my oldest in, my youngest, and she's smiling, she's dancing, she's just having a great time. So this morning we go and she's smiling, and as soon as they unbuckle her car seat, she just loses, all, she just goes crazy, mama, daddy, as if somebody's just taking her away from Low her. Didn't she didn't cry that bad. She just had a little tears. Uh, when I pulled up, uh, because I had a white truck, you have a white truck, I think they thought I was your wife. Uh, that you were my wife yeah from the car but you came came and you came mean, and talked to me about the daycare snacks was, oh oh i thought you I, yeah I thought you said they had to get used to tuesdays where we're going to be doing drop-offs so yeah I, that's good to know you do drop-offs on your day off i mean i was in there drop off yeah. pick up pick up was happy she ran almost ran out of teacher's yeah. hand days off are a struggle because i feel like my day off i want to relax soldier i want to rest but i feel like my wife thinks tuesdays are her days off and it's like her day to relax yeah. and me do everything but then i don't get a day off go do something what do you mean have fun no i want to i wanted to sleep uh see i did drop off came home watch some film we had swim class today grab too. breakfast and then pick up straight to swim class well infant survival class is what they call it not not something that you like that Kate, you enjoy watching little though. man Caden, he's rocking it. but i'm just saying for the average person it's it doesn't ten, look like minutes. infant survival. It looks like what you have to see them jump in the water and float to their back. You they cannot like float. You are, cannot. They look like they're about to kill those kids. The I, kids are screaming. It, I'm just saying it doesn't look nice. Kai, Kai is brutal. <laughs> I'm just saying even the people she's when we in went the in water, before she us, is just yeah, she is it just was screaming. Rough. But Caden jumps in and you want to jump. Yeah, you ready to get out? No. He want to keep going. I, I mean, I just you, said it's a great class. I but guarantee I'm you, he watch. can float longer than you can on your back. He floats in the bathtub. He does float in the bathtub. Bro. He does. What kind of bathtub you got? Little one. But he, he's, he's only two. Your bathtub is that big? I mean, if you, if you scale everything down. Relatively. Okay, I exactly. got Exactly. He doesn't float in the tub, though. I would, I would, I would bet push-ups that he doesn't float in the tub. Come over. Right when we're done with this podcast, it'll probably be around I'm busy. bath time. I'm busy. I'm busy. I don't have time to hang out with you after this, too. So your Tuesday, you don't feel like your wife sometimes tries to take advantage of your off day? Because mm -mm. the difference between me and you is what? I forgot. You don't run your house. You run, I run my you house. Run around you it. run around it. That's why you try. I mean, every time I call you on the off day, you're asleep taking a nap. So how could you complain? You know what was cool, though? Last week, Thursday, we went to couples Bible study. Great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. I enjoyed that. That was one of the better uh, studies I've had um, as far as couples. Uh, New England's changed your life, man. It's been it's been a good experience so far. What's the guy's name that run him and his wife Virginia and he's Paul. Paul. They they were really good. They were really good. We did a, we did a exercise where it was just like communicating and then there was a rope 
and you're pulling a rope and the husband's on one end, the wife's on the other end, and you're pulling a rope and everybody's trying to get their point across. We, the specifics that we talked about, we won't get into. There's kids that watch the podcast as well, probably, but it was just amazing to see the illustration and just to talk about it. You know, obviously a Thursday night, you go to a little study. It's a little husband-wife time to continue to build. Just Some like, stuff that it's you like do part two of date night. Part two of date night. So sometimes date night comes Monday. Sometimes it comes Friday. We did date night the other day on Monday night. Mm -hmm. Then we did. We also did date night Friday night too. We got to see my man Ed. Who? Ed. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. I think it's oh, Sheeran. Sorry. Uh, awesome. Sang his butt off. So that was that was fun. We get any questions? Do we have any questions? Yeah, fan you questions. Just, you just interrupted yeah. as I'm talking. Because you, I mean, like you said, the more you talk, the worse the podcast ends up. <laughs> Oh, where's your favorite place to eat in Boston? That'll be your job. But you read their names. They wrote the question and took the time. Aaron Reeves asks, what is your favorite place to eat in Boston? So, um, favorite place. I don't have place. I have places. Um, Del Frisco's, Aria, All Estregas, um, Mastro's. Those are probably my time. This isn't restaurant week. I mean, probably I mean, my time. Aaron, Aaron simply asks, what is your favorite You don't even place? have any favorite, so I might as well dominate this section. Place was not plural. There's what no, else is there's there? There's no S in that. What is your favorite place? You named six. We're good with, we were good with one. So we appreciate your contribution to what your favorite place to eat is. My favorite place I would say to eat is at my home. When my wife cooks, wow. it is usually a delightful wow. meal. Wow, you're a place. Do you some, live in Boston? Because I think some, her place says eat in Boston. Really the Boston area, surrounding cities and towns. We have I some call really, Foxborough surrounding. That's like 35 minutes. Do you have any more questions? Yeah, you actually. Oh, these are, these are, all right. Kathy and Joey, I know them. Kathy and Joey, shout out Kathy and Joey. They were at High Towers event. Who wears uh, the green dot on the helmet and calls the plays? Green dot um, switches. Brady. I know on offense. Green dot on defense is sometimes high, sometimes uh, Van Oy, um, and sometimes uh, Bentley. So all of them kind of take turns um, with the helmet. Hey, side note, we got a text message. I don't know if he asked any questions, but did you see that? Uh, Kyle Van Oy wants to start some <laughs> trouble, but he didn't, he didn't actually send any questions in, I don't think. He did request to get on the podcast, though. I guess we'll have the people tweet us and let us know if you want to see uh, Kyle Van Noy on our podcast. Who they would like to see. He said that I'm more likely to let him on the podcast than you are. That's a big debate that goes on in the locker room, wow. though. Can we stick who, to the who, questions? Who, who is their favorite twin? Because I, I let Deron Harmon borrow some headphones on the plane this past Saturday. So and think about that. He think clearly that. told me that I was his favorite I was standing right there, two. and he said, Deb, I told you. I mean, you cool, but Jay... You let them borrow. They're using you. You let them borrow headphones and he said he likes you. Mm, that's a stretch. Come on. That's like um, that's like the guy on uh, Second Date Update today on the, uh, more, on the radio. 96.9? Yeah, he did her landscaping. I missed of course she morning. went out with him for a couple of days. He did her <laughs> landscaping and gave her a discount. Stop calling. Yeah. That's terrible. But he planted man. a tree. He took up a tree or something like that. It was kind of... It was kind of... Uh. <laughs> Gary Smith asks, Jason, what's been the biggest surprise about joining the Patriots? Make this quick, because I'm tired of talking about you and the Patriots. Um, the biggest surprise. I would say it would have to be with uh, Ted, our nutritionist in the cafeteria. Food is really good. Tedrick. Uh, yeah, the food is really good. So I think that's been my biggest surprise. I don't think anybody's expecting that. So are you gaining that, so. weight? Uh, I mean, you I'm maintaining weight. I'm where I need to be. That's good. Moving on, because like I said, we don't want to hear you talk about that. Another New England question, though. Uh, Alonzo I, I try to steer away from football. Yeah, you, you probably won't stay away from this. This is kind of like on the Bill Belichick no-no. What are the differences in culture between Cleveland and New England? How could that help? Can I call him JG or should I just call him Josh Gordon? You ever met him? Uh, no. I think you should stick by his government. Okay. How could that help JG? I think Bill said you never compare. This guy's listening. This guy... We'll see when he gets here. We got to get on our team. Uh, Pat Capra forgot the D in double coverage. <laughs> we'll get on him about that. <laughs> what show do I... Oh, that's what they be doing on our uh, when we go on quick slants. Tom Curran always blames Robbie or Nate whenever something's messed up. Yeah, so that's what, is fun. I that's what that. we got to do, though. We got to act like we're so in tune and focused and all this. But we need, we need earpieces, though, so we can blame the producers I in the back. I call it earpiece. What is it called? I can't think right now. Where does it go? 
It goes in your ear, but okay, it's not called then. an earpiece. You wear the earpiece, and it's a, I, I got I you. Guess it yeah, is an what'd you say? Foot. All right, cool. Ask Dev this question. Oh, he said. And so let me tell Dev. Shout to wrap out, it up. shout out, Melvin Gordon for winning uh, NFLPA Community uh, MVP uh, for Week One. Yeah, week one. What do you uh, do? Let's just read this so the people know. Because what do you do? I feel like a lot of people always miss out on the good things in the community. What do you do? Just see as a football player, Melvin Mel, Melvin Gordon. I think I said Ingram. I met Mel, Melvin Gordon and several of his Charger teammates. Reading is fundamental. More than a thousand volunteers uh, donated two hundred and fifty. Is that thousand? That's a lot. Non-perishable meals uh, were packed and distributed to feed those in need across the greater Los Angeles area. The program was one of four meal packing initiatives that took place across the country on 9-11 day, an annual moment when the nation joins together in service to honor victims in the tragic day 17 years ago. That's, that's awesome. That is. That's twin. twin. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. That's really good, man. That's really good. Things. A lot of people in this league do a lot of things. We gotta push that out. I got that, I got that notice in my email. But it was like a little email. We got to get that out. Start to get people get to see those things. Yeah, There's probably a lot of people out there that want to help and get involved and things of that we, nature. Uh, all the players should retweet the NFLPA when they tweet that. Yeah, they should. That'd and they, awesome. all the players should probably. I think you should get that going. They should retweet um, when we tweet about our podcast, too. <laughs> oh, I, wouldn't, I couldn't agree with you a more. Shameless plug. Yeah, Reminder, we, you can find the audio version of this show on iTunes. iTunes. As Mama, well, we made it. As well as the video. Every time you say iTunes, I got to say, Mama, we made it. As well as the video episodes on YouTube. Nah, I mean, we, what? You don't think we made it as far as YouTube? I mean, we did. Just search double everyone, coverage with the recording twins. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. He said yeah. that. He said that. I mean, times is in red. Good job. Both places you'll be notified every time we post a new episode. But YouTube, you you oh, ever really? seen? Oh, really? That's you ever cool. You ever seen Ryan's toys review? Yes, I heard he's like making. I think he made eleven million dollars. Over here banging our heads, and this kid's killing it. Eleven million dollars. Opening toys and reviewing. My kids love it. Shout out Ryan. You think we could get him on? That's. Oh, I don't think we could afford him. Yeah, not if he made eleven million. Yeah, we can't afford him. Made more than both of us. But thank together. you to our partners, Boston Medical Center, Next Step, Embrace Kids Foundation. We're all joined together. Tackle, Tackle Sickle Cell, Casino Night, definitely coming up. Casino Night. October 22nd, a Monday night, 7 p.m. Royale, Boston. Great, 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 great prizes. Come out. We'll have a good time. I'm great people. Oh, you get to hear a great story about uh, usually a young uh, either kid or, or adult that's going through transitions or, or different things in their life and dealing with sickle cell. Definitely. Oh, shout out Tyrod Taylor. I, I see he was doing something with sickle cell. And posted the tackle sickle People cell. trying to connect us on Twitter. We got Let's a link. Together, we got Tyrod. a link. We got a link with them. Figure out something. I did a, a comedy event last year benefit well lynn would tell us not Cleveland. to work with tyrod taylor because he's a black quarterback but i'm i'm down lynn's voice won't be heard after this weekend though so as we sign off let's all give a big uh bye bye to lynn yeah see ya bye lynn have a good one enjoy i don't know thank what you guys do. i don't know what you'll do next lynn but thank you guys for tuning in to double coverage with the mccordy twins the uh, most the more spectacular devin and fury jason Signing Coming off. from Dev's basement. We forgot to mention that. This Should time. we get that right there? Dev's basement. Dev's basement. That's where we're at. So they know. Have a good one.